Thank you for tuning in to listen to the Something Something Dragons podcast, a part of the Untold Stories Project. I'm your host and game master, Aaron. This show is a passion project for the girls, and they were very excited to get started on it. As a result, these early episodes were recorded before we had a sense of what our best way to record would be. The first six episodes do serve as a prelude to the adventure path we'll be playing. So, if the audio quality bugs you, go ahead and jump in at episode 7, where we start the Carrion Crown Adventure Path. We got a handle on our recording around episode 6, and we promise it will only get better from there. In the meantime, let's go ahead and jump in. Something Something Dragons, Episode 1 Hero. Greetings, and welcome to the first prequel episode of the Something Something Dragons podcast, a part of the Untold Stories project. I am your host and Game Master, Aaron. With me today are our four players, who we'll introduce in a moment. We're going to be playing Pathfinder 1st Edition from Paizo Publishing. This group of players and characters is going to be playing the Carrion Crown Adventure Path, but we are starting here with a series of six linked quests that were released for Pathfinder Society play. These quests are going to serve as backstory for the characters and establish their relationship with Professor Lorimore when we begin the Adventure Path. Now, you may be asking yourself how playing a Pathfinder adventure path fits into the mission of the Unstold Stories Project, since fantasy role-playing games, especially the family of games that descend from Dungeons & Dragons, are probably the most told stories in gaming. Well, in our case, what is untold is who will be telling the stories, because our players are all teenage girls who are entering their last year of middle school. Say hello, heroes. Hello. Hello. I'm not really British. Uh, because of privacy concerns, we're going to be refraining from using our players' real names on this podcast. And when we're not referring to them by character name, we'll simply be using the nicknames Red, Blue, Green, and Yellow, which coincidentally match the nicknames of the uh, tokens in Roll20, which is how we're playing this game because we live in a COVID world. One last message before we get started. The world of Galarian is one where people come in all shapes, sizes, sexual identities, and colors, and that is a message we should all be able to get behind. At the Untold Stories Project, we believe that Black Lives Matter, and we stand against oppression and inequality. So we begin in Dum, or just outside of Dunhob, which is a small village in the nation of Ustalov. There, we see four humanoids, three of whom are medium-sized, and one who is small with wings. All four of them are associates of a professor, Petros Lorimore, who has sent them all a letter asking them to perform a task for him. Let's meet them now. So, we'll start with Blue. Blue, will you tell us about your character? Oh, alright, I didn't know I was going first. <laughs> uh, so, you see this small little humanoid creature, probably a fae. She has pink hair and pink eyes, and is very... A very simple, just nice, kind of magenta-ish dress. She seems very excited to be here. All right. Um, Red? 
um, you see standing off to the side a medium humanoid creature with lizard-like features engulfed in a cloak with lots of pockets um, holding a quarterstaff. Is she currently lizard looking or does she is she using her hat of disguise? Um she has her hat of disguise which looks kind of like a fedora pulled over her face. Yeah, and she's not currently lizard looking. Okay. Green. Hanging kind of to the back of the group is a strange creature. Probably just judging by what we've said, one of the more humanoid of the group. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> The uh, his his skin is the color of mixed earth, sort of like a road dust kind of a thing. He looks like he's been he it, it, if he were human, he would have must have been walking on the road for days. He wears an elegant but dirty robe, um, stitched and dyed leather pants and uh, soft soled leather shoes that don't seem to provide much by way of protection. His hair is covered in a floral scarf that you would guess has been stolen, and his eyes are blocked by some sort of sunglasses. Okay. And finally, yellow. Uh, hey, so I'm not very good at introducing myself. Could someone help me out here? Alright, what's your hair color? What are your eyes? I don't know. Just red, amber, stuff like that. You know... Sorry. I'm not good at describing things. <laughs> right. Stop doubting yourself. Throw, throw yourself into this character. Yep. What is Whoa. she doing? What does her hair look like? What do her eyes look like? I'm not sure. I mean, I am sure, but I don't know how to tell you in a way that would make sense. Well, All right, so it starts the description spouting. that you've put in the character sheet, she is relatively short. She is fairly slender of build. She's not very muscular, um, but she moves very nimbly, it would sound like. Um, she is probably, she has a high charisma, so she's probably fairly attractive. Uh, she does have red hair. And it is up to you at the moment whether or not she appears entirely human or whether or not she currently has a foxtail. I'm going to say yes to the foxtail, okay. as in currently, because that's fun. All right. Yay. Uh, all right. So can I, can I mention one more thing? Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Though um, Eklund, or I, I guess we haven't said his name, he okay. has a vi very strong build. Like, he's been through some fights, he's done a bunch of training, and he's rather, like, hardy. He also has a lined face that suggests he's been through a lot. Alright. Alright then. So, hey guys. Yes? Uh, I just want to say I'm sorry. I'm, I haven't gotten any better at describing things. Oh, relax. It's fine. It's fine. All right, so um, all of you are here because, as I said, you are associates of Professor Lorimore, and you have all received a letter. I'm going to show that letter on screen right now and go ahead and I will read it out loud also for the benefit of our audience because they can't see what you guys can see. Yes, they cannot. So the letter says, my esteemed assistants, as you all know, I have asked that you assist me in uncovering the mysterious disappearance of Lady Rina Illerigard, who vanished without a trace some years ago. I'm told there is a small village called Dunhob, only a few miles from Illerigard Manor, that could have you some useful information. No doubt the villagers have many stories about the phenomena affecting the region. 
Additionally, before her disappearance, Lady Illerigard visited the locals occasionally to perform harrow readings and seances. Perhaps we could learn more about her research and disappearance as well. My contacts inform me that the villagers of Dunhab are a particularly close-lipped and superstitious lot, so diplomatic finesse may be necessary. There are also legends of a haunted tavern called the Lucky Lantern in Dunhob that I would like you to investigate. Your mission is to see what secrets the tavern may hold and interview one or two of the local villagers. Happy adventuring, Professor Petros Lorimore. I was born for this task. He knows me. He really does know me. I'm so happy. <laughs> um, you notice uh, my character is, because we haven't said names, is um, as he reads to the part about a superstitious lot, his lips just fold into such a tight line you can't even see them anymore. <laughs> and he unconsciously reaches but, like, up behind his sunglasses to mess with his eyes. Sunglasses. You mean I smoked goggles? Sorta. Well, it's it's more like just dyed lenses, and from the looks of it, he probably can't see too well through them. Uh, all right. All right. Well, you and you notice him looking at your wings and the fox tail, like kind of like, uh, but uh, he's keeping a close eye on. Is it? Uh, on Red's character, keeping a close eye on her because she doesn't seem to be non-human. <laughs> all right. Listen, I can probably get people to like me, you know, I'm cute, but I don't know if, uh, having a foxtail and, uh, well, snake person's gonna do so much for us. Well, remember, at the moment- I, I, I have the head of disguise on right now, oh. I, I am appearing human. Yep. Alright, I'm sorry, at I did not moment, know that. the does not appear to be inhuman. And, uh, Illyris, uh, you can change from your hybrid natural kitsune form to a full yeah. fox or into a ordinary-looking human at will. This is fun. <laughs> okay. I'll keep What's that. What's introductions? You should all introduce <laughs> yourselves. <laughs> this little face like, oh, right, I never introduced myself. Um, I'm Talia. And you guys are? Yay. I'm... My guy, my guy crosses his arms and waits for everyone else to go first. Aren't we all just doing that right now, waiting for someone else to go first? Well, I wait first. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm player more than happy to go first, but I know my character wouldn't. My um, character decides to speak up and says, "You can call me Azatha." Azatha? That's a pretty name. Yeah. And she kind of like raises her head, and you can see a flash of red eyes from under the cloak. Ooh. You look cool. <laughs> Thanks. She kind of looks away. He has sort of a middle tone voice, a little bit deep, probably a baritone, but his voice also has a rough edge to it, like dragging two rocks together. Um, he simply says, Eklund. Well, it's nice to meet you, Eklund. She will fly over and hold out her hands to shake. <laughs> He shakes her hand, and she notices he had like he had a really strong grip. You could probably crush me to tiny little pieces, though. I will fly back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, is it my turn now? Yeah. Yes. Well, um, hello. I guess I'm Alaris, and yeah, that's me. Uh, you seem nice. 
Oh, thank you. She will fly over and extend her hand out as well. I guess I'll just shake that then. Yay! All right. I'm not going to go into detail. So now that you all know each other and know your quest, like I said, you are just outside of Dunhob, which is a small village. And when I say small, I mean there are basically two rows of thatched roof buildings. Hey, even before you enter the town, you notice that um, you can see that every building in town has a horseshoe nailed to the front door. Of course. Why's that? It's a good luck thing. Um, oh. it, well, or if you'd like, you can give me a knowledge local or knowledge arcana to, uh, to try oh. to figure out. I don't know if I have that. I should check. I have local. Okay. I have five. All right, so Tali, you have no idea why they would be doing, why there are horseshoes on their door. Mine's kind of slow. I need to check. I have a knowledge arcana. You can go ahead and roll that. All right, my thing is so slow. <laughs> All right, I got a fourteen. There we go. I have a knowledge local. Okay. Oh. Do I roll that? You certainly yes. can. Tali is just excited. She she doesn't know anything. Okay. Um, so, Eklund, um, you are the only one who, uh, rolled high enough. Eklund got a 17 on their knowledge local. Um, and, uh, with the 17, you would realize that these people believe that wrought iron burns evil spirits away and forces creatures back into their true shapes. Um, that's why every building in town has the horseshoe nailed to their front door. So, are you guys going into the town, or what are you doing? We should probably go into town, but, like, I don't know. Eklund does go into town, but before he does, he, uh, before he w even walks into the town, Eklund um, adjusts the scarf on his head so it more surely covers his hair and pushes the glasses up higher on his nose. The lenses are enormous, obviously not, and, and very jaggedly made, obviously not to do anything with seeing, but solely for the purpose of hiding his eyes. Fair enough. Hmm. She's excited, man. She's just going to go right on in. So you just kind of fly yourself right into the middle of town? Right into the middle? She's not a complete idiot. <laughs> but, like, she'll, she'll slowly fly through the streets All right. to kind of get herself introduced to people. Okay, it is the middle or, of the day. Or whatever. Um, and, uh, you know, most people are at work, but as soon as you are visibly seen in the town people start coming out of their buildings right so as you uh fly into town when the others walk um yes people start coming out uh immediately as soon as you notice and as soon as you're noticed there is a uh, a hubbub of people um looking at you just kind of like oh there we are like whoa who are who are they and there is there is a quickly a crowd around you as they're all just kind of staring at you because they don't get a lot of villagers here. So, do any of you say anything or do anything or? She moves. I kind of like slowly um, walk in behind her uh -huh. and just like kind can of I, put my head down to not call any a, attention. Can I make a check to disappear into the background? Because <laughs> uh, that's what we would do. So you're trying to sneak in and not come into the town openly? If that's something you want to do, you certainly can. You can roll stealth for me and not openly coming into the town. She just waits. I guess I'll just do what Talia's doing then. Eklund kind of just wants to hang back and just, like, he's basically, which one of you guys is the tallest one? I mean, I know that Talia is not. But... 
Brayden? I'm 5'8". I don't know, probably her? Say a five one. So, yeah, and you're the most human of them, so... Eklund goes and just, he's shorter, he stands behind Azatha. Just trying oh. not to be noticed very much. Oh. Alright, so, um, as there's, you know, this kind of this hubbub of people looking at you and, you know, Talia's waving going, Hi! The, the crowd starts to part, and you see a crotchety old woman walking towards you. And I think this is the woman we should talk to. As she you as she gets closer, you notice that she has a basket that she is holding. Ew. As she gets a little closer, she reaches into the basket and pulls out a horseshoe and throws it. At Talia, since you're flying. Um, oh, that's me. Bless this room. Hold on a uh, second. Are you in trouble? So she's going to throw this horseshoe. Hold on one moment. That's just red. Will an 11 hit your touch uh, AC, Talia? Uh, give me a sec. It will not. Okay, so she throws the horseshoe at you, and it flies past you. Um, well, that's rude. And she gets, she gets ready to throw another one. Um, I don't stop flying. Because um, rude. Eklund just goes, what in the world were you doing? Yeah, what did I do to you? You're evil! You're evil! I cast out the evil spirits! And she gets ready to throw another horseshoe. Okay, wait. I'm going to prove that we are evil. I'm going to roll intimidation. Okay. Woo! Eklund runs forward, pulls off, he pulls off the scarf and the glasses, revealing um, his eyes are made of solid emerald and his hair is made of crystals. He pick, he throws the basket aside, picks the lady up by the scruff of her neck, and just holds, and just like by the front of her shirt, and just holds her up over his head. Okay. <laughs> no. to convince them that you're naughty. Hey, what are you doing? I'm gonna back you up for a second there because you rolled an okay. intimidate check. You did not roll a combat check to grab this woman and pick her up. She's okay. already. Let's back you up. But you are, you did roll high on the intimidate. So you can certainly move forward and do something okay. that will intimidate her, but you cannot actually okay. grab her or attack her. I was hoping, I, I've, I've been planning that for like three days. So on the first day, you're who really annoyed me. We're so not trying to threaten people. the time. I guess that isn't really something he'd do, but he, he he pulls off the glasses and the scarf and just, uh, he basically just takes three steps forward and just looks down at her. He just goes, please stop. Really? I didn't do anything? How do I know you're not evil? What? Touch the horseshoe. Alright, fine, I will walk forward and touch the horseshoe. It doesn't hurt you. Um. Yeah! <laughs> I am not evil. Do you want your horseshoe back? Yes, please. I will walk. I will fly forward and hand her her horseshoe. What are What are you doing here? We were sent here by my professor. What for? Uh, what were we sent here for again? I I lost the letter page. I don't know where it went. It is in your journals now. It should be. Oh, uh, cool. We're investigating a missing lady, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Wait a the Lady Illa Regard has vanished many years ago. 
Um, but again, the, what the professor told you is that before her disappearance, Illerigard, Lady Illerigard had visited this village where she would do harrow readings and seances. Oh, great. This is going to involve undead, isn't it? Possibly. So what if it does? There's also, like I said, legends of a haunted tavern called the Lucky Lantern here in this town. Ooh. I'm going to tell them about the haunted tavern. We're here to investigate the uh, legends of the haunted tavern. It goes by the, uh, the Lucky Lantern. Oh, yes, yes, no, I remember, I remember that. Yes, Lady Illerigard performed a private reading for poor, poor Venny, and it killed him. She said her harrow cards touched the mind of a dreaming evil. She left all her magic instruments behind, and she promised to return when she figured out how to drive out those spirits, but she never did. And then... Someone comes up to her and goes, oh, yes, yes. A few years ago, there was an adventurer named Wolfer who went into the tavern. He never came out either. I think that place is haunted. I have a question. There's no Dawn and Terran under his breath. <laughs> no one understands you. Uh, go I, have, I have a question. Go ahead. Um, so the old lady, uh, do we just keep calling her old lady or is there something else she'd rather have us refer to her as? I mean, you could ask her her, her name. Can I can I do that? Sure. Yeah. Say it. Oh, lady, what's your name? Yes, my name is Maricela. What's your name? It's nice to meet you. Um, yeah, we just we came here to investigate the uh, the Lucky Lantern. Well, you're 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 welcome to it. Uh, I, I I wouldn't go in there. I think that's a terrible idea. Do you have anything that might protect us while going in there? Well, there's there's. You can take one of my horseshoes. Please and thank you. Thanks, Martha. Can I have the one you threw at, you threw at me? Of course, of course. <laughs> yes, no, the horseshoes do wonderful, wonderfully well. They keep us safe. We still sometimes get strange headaches or can't sleep at night, but but they, they our wards keep us safe. Oh, of course. Yeah. Eckwood narrowly avoids bursting out laughing. He winds up sound, he, he just from behind the ends. You just hear Egghead. Oh. It's not rude to mock other people's culture. Egghead. Egghead. <laughs> I mean, Rockhead would be a better. Well, your name sounds like Egghead, so that's your name now. <laughs> I should have gone with Carrick. I knew I should have gone with Carrick. <laughs> I'm using that now. <laughs> oh, this little face using that. Um, alright, where is Lucky Lantern? Oh, she'll point you to it. It's, um, it's on the edge of the town. Um, it's a oh. rundown looking building, but you can tell it's bigger than any of the homes people got there. Yep. Alright, well, I think we should go then. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Marcella. Yeah. Alright, let's go ahead and move you guys to the map. Yay! Um, you probably can't see anything at the moment because you don't have a map and none of you have visibility. Um, so let me pun put your characters on the map. And yes, please put for visibility. some reason, it didn't put Tally on the map. Hold on. Wait, did you just ditch me? No, it's just the lineup I had of you on the other page when I copied Did anyone else just get the map song from Dory Explorer in their head? No! Oh, no. Why would well, you do that? I did it. All right. Um, you should all see yourselves down near the lower left-hand corner of the map. Yeah. Oh, yes, I see that. 
And if things are as they properly are, you should be able to see the outline of the building, but not inside of it. Yes. So I'm going to, yeah. before we go in, Hold I'm on. going to cast light. Let me give you some description before you go in. Um, I did. Uh, there is an ornate lantern which hangs from a post in front of this building. The doors and windows of the tavern are all boarded shut, and there are close to a dozen horseshoes nailed to the front door. Ooh, fun. Um, why do I have some kind of orc on screen? Why don't you have clothes? I look like an orc. Oh, is that, is that what an Oriad is supposed That's to That's probably like? just the default art. That was the uh, default Oriad art I could find. Before we get too far, I will eventually have a character art commissioned of all of your characters. But for hey, today, hey. these tokens Ooh. are decent yeah. placeholders. I drew... I drew him, but I couldn't get it to take very well. Hey, Egghead. Um, have you ever realized I that... would not respond to Egghead. Sorry, uh, Green, Eklund, have you ever realized that if you rearrange the letters in Orc and add a K, it spells rock? <laughs> wow. It's really something, isn't it? Um... So, yes, you are right now by the front door. If you wish to search around the outside of the building, you're welcome to do so. Can I make a perception check? Sure. What are you trying to find? Anything. Literally anything important. Okay. Um, we do that in my family sometimes, where we'll uh, just make a check if there's any possibility of anything worth finding. Sure. Which is always. <laughs> I'm, I'm distracted. I'm really distracted, guys. I'm sorry. Same though. Where are you? Talia is currently counting all of the horseshoes on the uh, uh, on the door with her seven on her perception check. I am counting the perception check to check um, along the back of the building to see if there's a back door. Sure. Right. Absolutely. Can I stop going into the darkness? All right. So Azatha got a sixteen on her perception check. Um. Oh, Eklund got an 18. And Eklund got an 18. Um, so both of you would realize that uh, if you zoom out, you, you should be able to see where I'm pinging on the map. Uh, all up, It's all up near the upper right-hand oh. side. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes, I see. So as you circle around the building, there is a back entrance to the where? door. And you can there. actually see that... Here, I'm going to move your characters over to the back do back entrance, and uh, you will notice there is a back entrance, and not only is there a back entrance, but that back entrance shows signs that this door, even though there it was boarded over, these nails have been uh, pulled up, and this door is ever so slightly ajar. I thought it was a door! Ha ha ha. <laughs> Good to know. Don't anger the dungeon now. Uh... Um, angering, it's just a joke. I have dark vision. Can I poke my head, like, just my eyes through the crack in the door so I can try to... Absolutely. Let me go ahead and uh, remove the door from the very cool dynamic lighting feature on Roll20. Um, Roll20 for all of your gaming needs. Sorry, GM? Yes? Uh, oh, crap, I'm still in pan view. Hang on. Uh, can I cast light on my holy symbol of Desna? Absolutely. Oh, crap. What is that? Okay. Fudge. Hold on two things. Stop moving. First uh, of all, I'm going to uh, take uh, Talia's token, and I'm going to add uh, it. 
I'm going to add a light token to her so that she radiates light. Um, because she's when casting. I was not moving in this game, I'm like, like okay, roll for initiative. <laughs> All right. I, so, I have a question. Hold on. Let me get through things, and then I'll answer your question. Uh, so, yes, Talia casts light on her holy symbol. Eklund moved into the hallway, and yes, you said, oh, crap, because immediately you notice that there is a body. There is a skeleton in this hallway. Don't! The skeleton um, always animates. <laughs> hold on. Illyris, you had a question? Can we loot the body? You certainly can ex check the body out and see what's on it. How do I do that? You tell me that you want to check the body, and I'll tell you what's on it. I want to check out the body. Okay. Oh! oh that sounds wrong. Um, <laughs> so, when you look at this body, the figure is mostly bone. He is wearing leather armor. He has a masterwork rapier on him. He has two vials of holy water. And he is also holding a harrow card, which I will put on the map right now. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, I have a question. Yes? How do we know that corpse is a he? You can tell. You can't actually tell. No, you know that it's a he anymore. It's just an it, and that thing is a corpse. It's just a corpse. Fine. I uh, took the card. Talia took the card. Talia, would you like... Yes, I did. So, Talia, you pick up the card? The card yeah. is the Demon's Lantern from the Harrow deck. Oh, that sounds cool. That's not good. Can What? Walk all over the dead body. Is anyone going to take the other things from the? I will also take the holy water. Oh okay. man, I should have called dibs. Well, you guys should. You guys will. I'm going to, to find ways to split loot, you know, equally and fairly. Otherwise, you're going to be have trouble as an adventurer. I'm going to manifest my claws. Okay. <laughs> because I'm just waiting for this thing to jump up and pull out its sword. Can, okay. can we take his armor? If someone wishes to, you can. Um, I don't. Do know I, that, I don't know that his leather armor is better than the gear that any of the rest of you have. Where are my proficiencies? Take it as a backup. Sure. Where are my weapon proficiencies? So that's on your character sheet um, under your abilities tab. My what? Where? Hold on. Oh, second. over additional. Features are simple, right? So under additional. Um, under features, traits, the first one should probably say weapon and armor proficiency. Oh, there it is. Um, rapiers are not simple, uh, weapons. Oh. Rapiers are martial weapons, although they can be used by rogues. Well, I can't use it. In fact, I believe that, um, Aliris has Yeah, a I don't have it. What did you say? I believe I don't have. currently has a rapier. I do? I believe so. Yeah, Should I get that out? You might want to draw it. You could take this uh, rapier, because this rapier is a uh, nicer quality rapier than the one that you currently have. Ooh, yeah, I'll take that. All right. I will go... I go, this is the adventurer that tried to... I go, this is the adventurer from all those years ago, isn't it? He said, they said it was only a few like years ago, right? Oh. If you'd like, it's you could make a heel check to examine the body. Um, a heel check? Aliris, hold on one moment. I'm going to adjust your character sheet to reflect that you have a masterwork rapier now. If I could roll over a five, that would be great. There, I cannot help you. I take 20. DM can only fudge their own rolls. Uh -huh. Actually, a 10 is enough for you to tell. The body is probably about five years old. Um, oh! 
Oh. And it looks like um, it was bludgeoned to death. Like, it, it was just beaten into pieces. And you notice uh, that many of the bones are broken and shattered at weird angles. Fine. Yeah, that doesn't look like it was good. That's nope. um, not good. Let's keep it. I'm going to go a bit further down the hall in case this thing decides to uh, jump up. Sure thing. You were easily able to do so. Uh, question. Yes. Can I follow the egghead? Absolutely. I have a question. Uh-huh. Uh, is there any spell I could cast that would make sure it doesn't come back? Well, if doesn't you had... pouring holy water on the body do that? I would say, if you are a high enough level caster, you could, like, cast a consecrate spell on it, but you could also just dump one of the vials of holy water on it. Sure, let's do that. Okay. I have a question. Yes. Can we collect the corpse on our way out? No. Are you insane? Just to bury it. Oh. You I mean, it's only respectful. You certainly could. I'm All gonna right. move down. I'm gonna move down to the. I I can see there's a corner there. Yep. I'm gonna move down here and like kind of poke my head around the corner, but I'm. Can I move myself forward and pretend that it's just my head looking around? Sure. Like I'm actually standing here, but I'm moving here just for the sake of light. Sure. But I'm still I'm still standing right. Uh... Okay. So um, you are you're in an L-shaped corridor. I'm pink. I'm still standing right here. I'm still standing there, but right. I'm, my head. All right. Yeah. So you guys see that you're in an L-shaped corridor. There are two doors leading to the south. There is also a door that is leading to the east, which currently Azatha is next to. Um, the rest of the hallway does not seem to have any other doors. Um, Eklin, from where you're at, you can also see that there is a door all the way at the end of the hallway going back north. Is that a chair? Um, looks like it, yeah. And a book? Uh, a table, yeah. Can I go touch it? Sure. Go ahead and give me a perception check. Alright, me or everyone? Uh, you who is about to touch it and who has the ability to... I want to check out traps. where this book is. It looks well, hold, guys, wait. Let's finish, finish the action with Aliris before we move on. So, yes, give me a perception check, Aliris. Okay, so as you get close, before you touch the book, you have a moment of going, could this be a trap? But then you're pretty sure as you look at it that it is not. Um, looking at it, you can see that it is um, a ledger. It, is, it lists, you know, people who are staying at the inn. Hmm. Ah, uh, yes. That's nice. You will also notice right. that the latest entry is over 100 years old. Can I have it? Can I take the book? So, you can. You don't have to loot everything you find. Well, I, might, I mean, it might be useful later. Sure. Also, I like it. It's neat. How? True. I, I, vote, vote, take, I vote we take the east door because it's the closest to the exit. And I can draw cats in the book. You can. Can I peek through the, this east door right here? Um, Pretty sure it's closed. It, it, it is closed, but it is not locked. So if you wish to open it, you can open it and peek in. Sure. Uh, give me one yeah. to remove the barrier on roll 20. And... Oh, hold on. I probably should have let the rope check it for traps, but I'm going to stay back here. 
Okay. I want to go in there. You can go in. Uh, You peek in. Um, You see that it is a... There is a long table. Um, There are a couple of chairs. Um, There is a door to the north and also a set of stairs that lead up. Ooh, hey, I'm in the chair. Look at me. I'm in the chair. I'm just going to sit here. Okay. Because I don't know what else is in the room, so I'm just sitting right by the All right. door, and I have my claws. Okay. I have a question. Sure. Do we have to be honest about the size of the table? Because the people who can't see it don't know that it's a long table. We could tell them it was an extremely long table. Well, 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 what would that do for us? I mean, you only I don't know. It would just be fun to mess with people. I mean, I mean I guess I have messed with my old party before. I once convinced my... Because I was dealing with Dark Vision. I once convinced my uncle's character that a door was trapped, and he spent ten minutes trying to detrap it when it was just locked. You are welcome to mess with people who your characters interact with and tell them whatever size you want. I am not going to mess with our listening audience because they're who we're doing this for. Um, All right, you're right. It's mean. I shouldn't. It's also, it's about 20 feet long. That's four squares, and each square is five feet. So it is a pretty long table. I mean, that's a 20-foot long table. Can I cast Detect Magic? You absolutely may. All right, I will do that. I will as well. What what level is Detect Magic? It is a zero-level spell, so it is a cantrip, which means that there are no limits to how many times they can cast it per day. In Um, D&D, it's first level, and I never thought that was fair. Yep. So, uh, both Talia and Azatha activate their magical abilities, and there are no magical auras within this room other than the vaguest of divination coming from the card which Talia had picked up earlier. <laughs> Yay! Fun. And what about, and the light spell would show up too, wouldn't and it? And the light spell that is current, you're correct, there is a light aura coming off of, uh, Talia's holy symbol because she casts light on there. So there is an evocation um, effect coming from there. Can I, uh, spellcraft my card? Uh, you can try, sure. No, not really, well. That's the best roll of the game. So, uh, 15 for your spellcraft checked. Um, you're pretty sure that there isn't any actual magic coming from the card. It's simply that the ma- these cards have been used for divination. You, you don't think the cards themselves are magical, just that they've been used as a focus for divination. Alright. Uh, well, it seems like all my friends want to go up the stairs. I do. I'm waiting for the first person to go up the stairs before I do. I'll be here, Ad. She just flies right up. Okay. Can I tap my um, quarterstaff on the stairs to just make sure it's, like, steady or something? Absolutely. Um, so. Uh, the stairs don't, they, they, they seem solid. I mean, it's old, but, um, and they lead up to just an attic that, uh, covers the entire perimeter of the, you know, it's the same size as the ground floor, but there's nothing up here. Um, there's not even a floor. There's just wooden beams that, you know, make up the ceiling of the lower level. Oh man, there's not even a dead lizard. There's not even a dead lizard. No offense, uh, I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back down to the door down here. Okay. That's a door. I'm keeping watch. Oh right, that door. I saw something. Else <laughs> here. Oh, of course, past right. me. There is also a door right here if you wanted to look oh. in there. 
Okay, I didn't realize. I want to what, check that out. What are these? But I won't go those on without the windows to the outdoor, but they're boarded over. Those are what? Those are the windows to the outdoor. They are currently boarded over. Okay. Um, I will fly over. Uh, what's your name? Uh, Lyra. Lyra? I just gotta go in Let's find this door. Yeah, I'm gonna stay back here and look at the door, but I have my quarterstaff in one hand and my talons on the other. Question? Yes. Can I go in the door? Absolutely. Uh, do you want to check it for traps? Yes. All right. Roll perception. How do... uh, roll perception. Okay, let me just... Hmm. See, perception. Mm. Uh, it does not appear to be trapped, and it is not locked. So, yes, if you wish to open it, I can remove the barrier there. and. I wish to open it. All right. Um, you are looking Ooh. into a small, basically a storage closet. Oh, all right. What's in here? Empty crates. Well, they may not have been empty originally. They looked like they had food in there, but it is all rotted away long ago. Mm. Okay. It was worth checking, though. Absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting. It's absolutely worth checking. I want to go out into the hall, but I'm keeping my back to the wall just in case. Okay. What's this? It's there. Well, I won't continue without the consent of my teammates, so... What do you guys want to do? So, yeah. I want to sneaking There's along behind you. There's a door here, uh, and there is a door here. So there's two doors going to the south, one door to the north. I know this door. Again, I'm just trying to go in the order of how close are we to the exit. I want to go to this door, because, it, I don't know, it's just a door. Okay. But if you guys want to do that, I'll do that door. She's just hovering over the shoulder. Okay. Is it safe? I'll let someone else go first, then. Um, well, just, just to make sure. Egghead, you go first. Okay, I'll go first this time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Watch, it's going to blow up in my face. Hold on. One second. <laughs> She's just going to fly over your shoulder. Like, you got this. You got this. You got this. All right. As you look into this room, um, you can see that this was the stables for anyone who's stable. Stables? Yeah, anyone who would have seen I walk just into the door, but you can tell I'm kind of looking for a bolt hole. Okay. I hope there aren't any horse corpses. I couldn't handle well, that. There be is. Sad. Um, Talia had moved in, and off to the east, east there are double doors that would have left, led to an exit. That's how you would have brought horses in. Um, and yeah. there is also another door uh, heading to the west. And then is it like, a jar? Because I get a little on. bit of light when I stand. There is here. a. It is slightly jar. And then, of course, there is the door that you came in through the to the north. Look, look, I'm a horse. <laughs> hey, guys, there's this thing over here. What is it? Can I roll perception to try to find if there's anything in the room? It's, it's down here. What is that? Um, it looks like hay. Yeah, it's exactly what no. it is. It's a bale. No, no. Okay. A very rotted hay. Um, uh, there doesn't appear to be anything of value or note inside this room. Oh, can we I go don't in even there? bother rolling. My internet's so bad right now. Can we go in this door? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I want to go in here. All right. I'll be okay. I'll go in this time, and I'll open the door. I want to stay back here. All right. Um, so. You are a rock person. As you open the door, yeah. you can partially see into a very large room, which is clearly the common room of the tavern. Uh, oh, great. There's going to be monsters in here. Hold on. So this room, um, it is covered in layers of dust, and you can see on the tables there are uh, candles, 
black candles. Ew. Um, and also a series of skulls that are on the different tables. Ooh. Yes. She's chaotic. She's just going to fly in. Okay. Like, just just eat it. Let's some TLC. Hold up, let me in. Oh, there's the door, that's why. I'm gonna look through the door. I'm trying to walk through the door wall. Um, Where's the candles? Okay, as you all walk into the room, oh, crap. the candles light. <gasps> no! Virgin has lit the black candle. I'm sorry. Can I cast Detect Magic again? You can? Yeah, actually, can I read magic? So read magic would help if you found, like, a scroll or other magical writing. Oh, okay. I'll I'll detect it then. Okay. Um, Where are the candles? Hold on. As you, uh, you, you turn on, you, you cast Detect Magic, um, you, and, um, Illyris, you had moved around towards the corner. Um. Because I want to sit down. You I mean, notice, hold on, you notice that there is a table that is near the center of the room. Uh, so this table, right here. Yeah? Um, this one has a crystal ball on it. There is also a spread of Harrow cards that are face down on the table. There are two chairs that are pulled up next to it. One of those chairs is empty. The other holds a corpse. And as you walk around that corner and peek around that corner, an image appears in that... Hold on, let me put him on the map. Him? It. Oh. Now, the the image... Um. Well, the, the figure is a tall, robed figure who I'm going to share the art with you in just a moment. Denizen of Ling. Ignore the name, but you should be able to see the art. Yeah. Oh, the art. Like one of the. He's like Jafar. Like a dead guy. He is. (laughs) His figures are. His features are uh, covered by a veil over his mouth, um, and he has a heavy, um, heavy robes. Um, Anyone who wishes can give me a perception check. I have to do that. I will, but it's gonna take me a sec because I have my sheet smashed all tiny. Can I like there it is. sit in the other chair? I'm going to want to click that really quick. Alright, well wait one second for Alaris and Alright. Um so uh Talia, you're the only one who is high enough that you notice that under the veil on his mouth there is something wiggling, almost as if there are tentacles at his mouth. Long John Silver. I'm sorry. Very chaotic. I'm gonna go sit in the other chair. Ah. I'm sitting here. Good holder. Welcome. Oh no, oh no, tentacles have come out. Welcome, travelers. Have you come to seek the wisdom of my arrow reading? Guys? Yes! These are strange times, and those without guidance risk great peril. Come, sit at my table and learn your fate. I will sit down. All right. I don't sit down because I don't press chairs, but I stand by the table. All right. What's the worst that could happen? All right. I'm I, 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 I am about to put a bunch of things on the map. 
I need you to all not touch them and let me. We'll stand just... behind Talia with his talons out. I'm just saying, you guys have no reason to not trust this dude. You guys don't know about the tentacles. Lots of people have tentacles, and they can be nice if they want to. I mean, they don't even know about them. All right, that's true. But Eklund doesn't trust anyone. So anyone in this group that Eklund legitimately trusts is Talia because he thinks she's an open book. All right, so he. Li- okay. He, right, egg. He, he puts the cards down on the table, and. He then flips. Uh, that one. That one. And oh, cool! That's really bad. And so he flips them. These cards are the past, the Queen Mother, the Publican, and the Eclipse. The Eclipse is strong in the past. This card represents loss of purpose. I see a curious creature that fell from its original path. Now it wanders blindly, far afield under shadows of the mind. And as it says that, those three cards vanish. Well, that's just rude. Do we know which specific person he's reading, or is he reading the whole group? You don't know. Uh, I'm pretty sure he might be reading me. All right, he flips over the next three cards. The present. Can't use the third one. The owl, the lost, and the midwife. Now the midwife, she she is a conduit of creation, but she does not create alone. I see a creature in the present that also creates many things. It dreams of strange places and uses its mind to make these places real. But the midwife is misaligned. The world will not like what this creature makes. And again, the cards vanish. Oh no. The future. All right. Spoopy. The future. The winged serpent. Ooh, the carnival. I can't see them. There it goes. And the Mad Hag. Ooh. Now the carnival. The carnival is a card of illusions and false dreams. Danger lies in your future, but it is not the danger you expect. The carnival is the most important card for you because it is a card for fools. It was foolish to come here. There you go. Here he is. No, I trust you. Alright. As he says okay. that, the figure vanishes. And at the same time, four of the skulls around the room already are ready. into the sky. One of them one of you just moved. I told you not to move unless unless you're. No, I was trying to see if there was a skull underneath me because there's three and you said there were four and I can't see a fourth. Yeah, one of you is on top of one of the skulls. Um, hold on, I'm moving you. Yeah, Eklund. Where did on top I put the skull. my? Hold on, must be Talia. No, it's not. All right, there's the skull. Uh... He's different. Oh, yeah, it went for me. So, it's the flame skulls. Oh, wow. So, the skulls animate, 
He vanishes. Great. And we're going to have our first combat, combat of this game. Roll initiative? Uh, so yes, we need everyone to roll initiative. Remember to select your token before you roll initiative. Yes. I almost rolled intelligence, which is incorrect. That is hey, incorrect. Guys, it might work out well room. for you, but... That was bad. I forgot to click my token. It's fine. Wait, I, I, can, I can put it in manually if you forgot. It's fine. Hold on one second. Did it give me mine? This really isn't going to work if we talk over each other, though, guys. So please take your time and... Alright, so... Um, Alyris... It didn't populate. No, it did populate hers. Eklund, it did not populate. I'll populate that for you. Azatha did not populate. I will populate that for you. And now let me roll for my creatures. Your skulls. My skulls. Yeah, not skulls. I said skulls. <laughs> well, it's good to do. They're doing just as bad as we are. Beheaded. God, that's creepy. What can I roll? I, I keep glancing and seeing the bed head. Burning bed head. Just yeah. one Monday morning. Right, <laughs> let me sort that. And all right, at the top of the round, we have Talia. So Talia. Wait, they can't. What? They can't move yet, right? Um, Friends on the other no, side. I mean they're flying. Which means I can do anything and they can't yet take an attack opportunity. That is correct. I will fly the heck back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's like, God. Because so, screw that. Um, and uh, I can fly like 40 feet. Sure. And then, uh, is there anything I can roll to figure out what these guys are? Absolutely. You can roll, you can give me a roll for knowledge religion. Yay! Oh, a natural 20. So these creatures are called beheadeds. Um, uh -huh. A beheaded is a severed head or a skull which animates as a mindless undead sentinel that floats at eye level as it lies in wait for living prey or is sent out into the lands of the living to terrorize everyone it finds. A beheaded yeah. set loose near populated areas thumps ominously against doors and windows, biding its time until someone responds to the incessant knocking. The beheaded then assaults this victim. You rolled high enough that you get five useful pieces of information, which there is not that much to know about them. So, wow. let me tell you uh, everything that is relevant. Um, they uh, have all of the immunities common to undead. So, you know, they can't be affected by mind-affecting spells or by disease or poison or anything like that. They Fire? do not... They do not have any special immunities. They do not have any special attacks. They fly by flying forward and trying to smash you. However, you would also Flocking know a. you would also know that some beheaded do have additional powers. Um, beheaded can be given the ability to swarm or to multiply, or as is the case for one of them, to burn. Burning beheaded can. Well, they are on fire, so they do fire damage as well as their slam, and they can catch you on fire. Don't get hit by that, dude. They're also, they're also since they're flying, they are immune to trip attacks. Alright, can I entangle them? 
With what? My spell like ability entangle. Um, I don't know enough about your spell like ability. Let me check. I mean, it's entangle. The spell, it's like the spell entangle? Yeah. Um, then yeah, you should be able to. Here's the other thing. Can I do that without hurting my friends? Hmm, let me check. Uh, it doesn't have the full description there. Let me look it up on our D20 handy dandy D20 PFSRD site. What does that even stand for? What? What does that even stand for? D20 PFSRD? Mm -hmm. uh, Pathfinder System Resource Document. Not sponsored? Not sponsored. However... We don't uh, take any sponsorship. We are happy to... Uh, it, you know, we we would be happy to take sponsorship offers. Yeah. Um. All right. Entangle. So you can cast it. This spell causes tall greeds, tall grass, weeds, and other plants to wrap around creatures in the area of effect or those who enter. I'm gonna say that because they are flying, you can't. Also, all you right. can't you can't be selective in it. So if you cast it in the area, your friends would be affected by it. Alright, uh, another question. I have another answer. Do they look like they would be hurt if I cast Cure Light Wounds and or Channeled? Absolutely, they look like that. They are undead. Alright, well if I would have been able to figure this out before flying really far back, <laughs> I would have changed my plan. Uh, you, you know what? You are a first level character. I can totally accept though that you thought to get away from them before you stopped to say, wait, what do I know about them? So I'm not going to let you take that back, but it is something right. to remember for the future. All right. Well, uh, that's great. I'm just going to, uh, yeah, I flew back. One, two, one, two, three, four, five, six. So I'm also going to fly then up a few feet. Okay. T uh, ten feet in the air. Okay. If the, if the building goes that high. It does. All right. Wow, big building. I'll, I'll fly up 10 feet and kind of yell the advice and just say, Kill it! Don't catch on fire! <laughs> Alright. Um, I'll, I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> and there goes big help. <laughs> I don't have much other things. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What, 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 what else? Never mind. I don't know if I can do that. Do you have, a, do you have any bow attacks? I don't have any weapons. Seriously? I'm not strong. She's a tiny little fairy creature. Not even a knife. Nope. Eklund, okay. you're up. We should get her a knife. <laughs> yeah. Cloud to move. She ran without provoking opportunity attacks. Can I do that? Uh, well, so because um, the creatures have not acted yet, they are still considered to be flat-footed. So that's why you can move past them and not provoke an attack of opportunity. Because I don't want to attack the burning ones. I only have like, attacks, and I feel like my staff is made of wood, and my claws are made of me, so if I hit, <laughs> hit it, one of the two there. I mean, that is a fair thought, that, yes, your your your, your claws are made of you. Um, I'm writing it down in my quote book. <laughs> Dang it. Okay, I'm going to move over here and go after this one. Okay. That was only a five foot step, so if you wish, you could actually make a claw attack and attack with both claws. Okay. How do I do that? Do I just hit twice? 
Um, I think if you click your claws, it will by default make an attack with both claws. We'll just only, and in this case, we'll pay attention to both of them. If you, yep. So you swing out twice with your claws. Um, the first swing is, oh wait, he's still flat-footed. Uh, the first swing will hit, um, as will the second, and you shred that beheaded with your claws. Yay! Fun. Nice. He was an owl, wasn't he? So, wait, can I still move after my attack? Because all you ended up having to do was make a five-foot step, um, and because you actually would have killed him with the first attack, so you wouldn't have had to take a full round attack action, yes, you can still... Oh, wait, no, because you took a five-foot step, so that is... You can't make oh. another move. Because I, I was gonna... I was wondering if... I, I just want to get as far away from the one on fire as I can. Ah. Same today. But yeah, so I... I just, like... Yeah, I shred this thing, and then I, uh... I throw... I throw my head back and make a noise like a cross between an owl hoot and a wolf howl. Okay. Oh. Bizarre. Okay. Alright. Yeah. This beheaded over here... I get a bit insane. ...is going to fly towards... It's going to fly towards the guy who just tore apart its friend. Um, yeah, that's good. Crap! Actually, no. It's going to fly t directly straight forward towards the uh, woman who doesn't look like she's serpentine at all. <laughs> And it is going to try to slam into you as it flies at you. That's so, not good. Okay. Um, you are flat-footed. So it flies yeah. forward, but I do not think a six will hit your flat-footed AC. <laughs> yeah, no. So it flies towards you, but you are easily able to step aside past it. My other non-flaming beheaded is going to fly towards the little fairy creature who thought she could get away. No! And is going to do the same thing. Um, and I rolled another six total. So that is still, I'm assuming, going to miss you. I know you don't wear much armor, but I think you still have a higher AC than six. Yeah. That takes us to Elyris. Well, I guess I should do something, huh? Yep. Yes. So where you are positioned right now, um, you could certainly attack that, that beheaded. The one on the you table? Could, you could, if you wish, uh, move around to the other side of uh, of Azatha and... Oh, Azatha hasn't acted, so you wouldn't get a flank off of her. So you might as well just stab it from where you're at. I guess I'll have to stab it then. Can I jump away for a second to get some more water? Can you use my rapier? I... probably. <laughs> stab, 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 stab. <laughs> Stabbing things is so fun. Let me just let my character sheet load so I can roll something. I keep mine open and small in the corner. Can I ask you a question, actually? Did you have your rapier out already? Uh, actually, I don't... Maybe. I mean, earlier we might have... I don't think I did. Okay. Well, let's find the... Because then you, would, you could take a move action to draw the rapier, and then you could still stab. So you can still stab it, but... <laughs> Like his cornet in his hand, unless he's in town. But like, if he's anywhere dangerous, he has a weapon in each hand. Right. Can I just attack it? Yep, absolutely. All right. That is an eleven. That is going to miss the beheaded. Oh man! Very nervous, dude. Paranoid. So you draw your rapier. You swing. You poke at the beheaded, but 
it is able to evade. Did that just make it angry or something? Eh, we'll find out, won't we? The last beheaded, the burning beheaded, notices that Eklan was trying to get away from it. And so it is going to try to fling itself in Yep, it's going to try to fling itself at you. Fudge nuggets. Oh, fun. Uh, and I'm oh. rolling garbage, because that's an eight. I don't think that's going to hit you. <laughs> yeah. I, I laugh and... All right, Azatha, that takes us to you. Oh, from Riley Grail. I'm debating whether or not to use Heavenly Fire, but, um, well, the last time we were on the call, like, doing, um, creating our characters and stuff, mm-hmm. I, um, after... Um, y'all left, um, I, um, bought a switchblade knife. Am I able to wield that, just making sure? Sure. I, mean, I, I would just count that as a dagger, so absolutely. Cool. I would, um, that is disguised as, like, kind of a wrist wrap on my, um, left wrist, so I would like to, um, take that out. Okay. And um, swing at at the non-blazing um, beheaded nearest to me. The one that just tried to hit you? <laughs> yes. All right. Uh... Oh, yeah, I should probably tap that. That makes sense. I was going to say, okay, <laughs> you do need to um, <laughs> Yeah. A nine is going to miss it. Oh. Ooh. Um, I will tell you also that, yes, you certainly could use your heavenly fire bloodline power against these creatures if you wish to. Yeah, I think I'm going to save that for later, just in case, though. Okay. All right. I uh, should probably take off that note now. Um. Brings us to the <laughs> end of round one. Round two. Talia, you're up. You have a, uh, a flying friend. I don't like the fact that I have a flying friend. Well, do something about it. All right, then. Uh, well, if you're going to come on up here and be a jerk... I don't see any reason to be nice back. So I will attempt to touch him with Cure Light Wounds. Okay. Um, now, you guys are lucky to have ones you can... So here is the two things to know about this. And touch that you're fighting. The touch attack is not going to provoke. However, casting pure, Cure Light Wounds is going to provoke, unless you wish to cast defensively. Or will... just take the chance of the attack of opportunity. I'm going to cast defensively. All right. So then I need a concentration check. The difficulty is um, a 11, because that's a first-level spell. You're fine. So you are able to cast defensively. Um, I now need a uh, touch attack. Um, If you just click on your melee thing, uh, a 12 will hit the creature's touch AC. Yay! So uh, Cure Light Wounds normally cures a D8 plus 1. Um, it's fine. Uh, it, so you do five points of positive energy damage to it. Happy. Um, it does get a will save for half. So I will roll that now. I rolled a four, so it does not save. Uh, so it takes five points of positive energy damage. So your little fairy hand reaches out and touches it, and it crumbles to dust. Happy. Two. These things have have one health or something. They're like as weak as keys. (laughs) They don't have a lot of hit points. Alright, Eklund, that takes us to you. Okay, if I attack this thing, will it catch me on fire? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, can I make a move? 
Oh, yeah, that's right. Yes, sorry. Talia had the ability to take a move action. So, yes, you can move. If I try to claw this thing, will my talon catch on fire? So, here's the thing. You've never fought a flaming, burning head before? You don't know. Knowledge. Religion. Is there knowledge? Religion. Yeah, I found that out because I had a Um, you would be aware that there is a possibility of catching fire. Um, it's not a guaranteed thing. In other, uh, the game mechanic terms is you would have to make a reflex save to avoid getting burned. I want to see what my reflex is. I have no idea how this character sheet works, so give me one sec. No problem. Under touch AC, reflex. Mm, thank you. Okay, I have enough of a bonus. I'm going to attempt to attack it with my claws. Do I save before or after I make the attack? You will make the save after, because if you miss, then you obviously don't catch fire. Oh. Um, well, so the good news and the bad news. The good news is you don't need to give me a reflex save. The bad news is both of your claws miss the creature. Probably because <laughs> Eklund is still sitting there thinking to himself... I don't want to catch on fire, so you're you're holding back just a little bit. Yeah. Alright, that takes us to our next non-flying beheaded, who does not appreciate that this woman just tried to stab it with a knife. Aww. Oh no. So he is once more, or it is once more, because you don't know if it was a boy or a girl skull before it died. Um, it is again going to attempt to slam yeah. into, uh, into a Zaffa. And that is a 15. Will that hit you? Oh, uh, yes. All right, so it slams into you doing two points of damage. <laughs> okay. Taking us to Alyris. I want to try and kill the Burning Skull. Okay. It appears to pose the biggest threat okay. out of the others. So... So, the, the biggest issue you're going to run into is the fact that the Burning Skull is rather far away from you at the moment. Um, yeah, I'm going to move. You can get to it. And actually, if you put yourself right there, you would be flanking it with uh, Eklund, which would give you a bonus to hit. But the downside is, doing that, you are going to provoke an attack of opportunity from both of the skulls. Ooh. Now, you might want to do that anyways. Or you can give me an acrobatics roll to try not to take the attack of opportunity. Okay, I'm going to try not to do that, okay. because I don't feel like getting attacked. That makes sense. So I'm just going to let my character sheet load for a second here. Alright. It's going to take a minute. I'm, I'm sorry. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so little acrobatics. Yep. Are you Wow! Um, a 23 is definitely going to beat the CMD of both of these creatures. <laughs> So nice. you can get yourself right there so that you are flanking the creature. You're like dancing past them. Yeah. I want to take the time to shake your butt at one of them while you're jumping around. <laughs> All right. Actually, and she goes, hey, Macarena. So um, you can stab it and uh, you will add two to your attack roll because you are flanking. I will roll to stab it with my, uh, with my rapier. My rapier feels like the best. Yeah. The I said rapier in front of Julian, he looked at me like I was crazy. I'm like, no, it's a kind of sword. 
Yeah, I, I, I keep getting confused about the pronunciation of rapier as well. Keep thinking it's something else. I mean, if Hold you on, does that work, or do I for, need to do that again? If you want to go for the French pronunciation, it's rapier. Rapier. Wait, did that work, or do I have to roll? Did um, it roll? It is not showing, so I don't think you clicked it. Um, I'll try again then, because I could have sworn I did. Just the loading is weird, I guess. Um, go back down to my rapier. I will click it. There it goes. And, um, a 14 becomes a 16 because you're flanking. So that will uh, hit the creature for three points of damage. And, now correct me if I'm mistaken, but Alirus, you are a rogue. I am. And you are flanking this creature. Yes, I Which am. Which means you also get to do sneak attack damage. Ooh. So, uh, you should see a line on your character sheet right underneath your uh, rapier that says sneak attack. Yes. If you'd be so kind as to click that for your sneak attack damage. Sneak Wait, attack. Is that a there are cracks at six points of sneak attack damage. So... Yes. With a total of nine points of damage, Alyris's nicely balanced new rapier that she took off of the corpse pokes right through the eye socket of the skull and shatters it. Yay. Well, I don't have to worry about flaming skulls setting my hands on fire anymore. Nope. Uh, and you know that takes us then to um, Azatha, because the flaming skull doesn't get an attack because it's dead. Very dead skull. Dead skull. <laughs> You're welcome. I would like to um, stab at it with my switchblade again. Okay. Very dead. That's a mm. that's a good roll. That will hit, and that will do five points of damage. Um, Yay! And that is enough to destroy the final skull, <laughs> which will take us nice. out of combat. XP. Um, you want XP? Why do you yes. have XP? So we can level up. <laughs> yeah. Only Azatha took damage in that. That's... Yeah. Um, yeah. So. I updated it. Um, you know. Hey guys. Hold on. Okay. What were you? What were you saying while I add up the XP? Uh, I was gonna say uh, I I do feel kind of bad for taking something from a dead man. But it is a really good weapon, so I guess I just want to say thanks to the dead man. And he's dead. It's not like he needs it. Not resistant. Well, I mean, it is kind of disrespectful to steal from a dead body, but what are they going to do about it? I mean... Can I take one of the candles? So, for defeating the the three beheaded and the one flying beheaded, you are yep. all going to receive 152 XP. Yay! So two things happen after the last beheaded falls to the ground in pieces. The illusion that was covering this room fades away, which also means that the all of the candles de-illuminate. They are no longer giving off light. Oh, cool. Um, however, now sitting on the table, there is no longer a crystal ball, but you do see a faintly glowing hero deck. I'm going to grab the deck. Okay. I'm going to have to learn how to do fortune telling. <laughs> uh, That's on. Looking through the deck, does it have the card I have? No. The card that you picked up 
um, is still is missing from the deck. I will put it in the deck where it should be. Okay. You know, I think we all did pretty good in that battle thing. Yeah. Well, but I defeated the burning skull, so you're welcome. I will throw one of the candles oh. at and smack it and Why did you throw it at me? All right. You have you know what it's like to have things thrown at you. <laughs> That's offensive. Right, so, but so, your your old character definitely knew what it was like to get thrown. So you will um, you guys have uh, accomplished what the professor asked you to do. You have investigated the tavern. You have found out a little bit about the psychic phenomenon. And so uh, we are going to wrap this session here. Um, you guys uh, will then. Uh, go back to, you know, you will write back to the professor telling him what you found, and we will deal with the uh, the results of that uh, next time. But what's this door? What's Do this we door? actually have to write letters? No. Uh, um, I want to see what's behind this door. Okay. Um, you will be able to examine the rest of the tavern. Um, there is... Let me go ahead and open those doors for you. Um, but the short answer is that... Uh, nothing else of note is going to be discovered inside the tavern. Um, there is, you know, storage rooms. Uh, there is a bedroom for the tavern owner. Um, and it all shows all of the wear and tear that you would expect from 40 years of being abandoned. Um, the, Let's the, use some TLC. There is a, uh, there was also a skeletal body at the table where the original reading had happened. Um, all right. So, like I said, we're going to wrap there. We will pick up next time with the uh, the fallout from this and your next assignment from the professor. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. So, until next time, everyone, keep an eye open for mimics. Never feed a goblin and something, something dragons. Pathfinder Quest's Phantom Phenomenon is copyright 2015 of Paizo Inc. Pathfinder Quest, Pathfinder Society, the Pathfinder Adventure Path are all trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are the property of Paizo and are used with permission.